And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Okay, welcome back to the Tempest 2 podcast. How's Hi it going? Everyone. Yeah, very well, very well. We've had a, a week off. We have. We apologise. I don't know why we pretended that the second week in New York would be any different. But it was impossible. We had no We had no time to do it. <laughs> no, it's not it's no possible. No possible, but... It's all good. Back in the UK, back in the office. A good week in New York, wasn't it? Very good. A long one. It did feel like it felt longer, didn't it? Yeah. Still the same, six days, but yeah, it was long. It was full of all the usual, as in lots of busy work with the client, and we, you know, we did some other things as well, didn't we? We did. Well, we arrived, and one of the first things we did was we went to the Yankees. We did. We went to a ball game. Wow. What an experience that is. What an experience. Uh, I really <laughs> want to dive into this. Yeah, I think we should. Because I, I feel like more than anything I've ever been to in America, a baseball game is almost like a microscope on American culture. It's very, very American. Yeah, as in the good and the bad. Yep. Let's start with, let's start with the good. Yep. So, for a sport in which nothing happens... <laughs> They are very, very good at just keeping people engaged. The music, the lights, the things between plays, the entertainment, everything is around just stimulation. Yeah, completely. I, I actually think baseball is okay. I think it's I think it can be good. I think give, we give me the stat. What is the average strike rate of a player? Um I think it's about 20%. 20%. So out of 10 pitches thrown, they will hit it twice. And that isn't hitting out the park. That's just making contact with the bat. That, for me, is not a sport. That's mental. No, I think it's good. Two times out of 10. But that's just the other other half of the game, isn't it? That's like attack versus defense. It's just pitching is a large part of it. 80% defense then. Yeah, but pitching is a massive part. I wonder what it is in cricket. Way higher. But the... 80%? Down to 20? But the part of hitting it is so less impactful because you get a hundred and you know, hundred runs from one person sometimes. Mm. Whereas baseball, obviously the score is much lower. It, it's quite, I think they've sped the game up. It can get quite interesting. The game that we saw was actually pretty good in terms of that regard. It was like 9-7, I think it finished. Mm, but we still left. Yeah, yeah. Along with... 5,000 people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that, that's no reflection on the sport. That's of course it just, is. What do you mean? No, that's if you're just, leaving before the end, that is a reflection on the sport, surely. Yeah, but, no, but you've been there for three and a half hours or so. You've, you've got what you want out of it. The difference with baseball as well is there's 160 games in a year. So staying till the end or milking every last drop out of it is less important. But that's kind of my point is it's, it felt more of a great day out than a sport. Yeah, that, that's definitely what it is. It's like... You know, and it's an amazing thing to go and do. There's loads of kids there and families and people having beers. Great fun. Yeah. Probably more fun than going to watch a football game. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I see what you mean. I know what you mean. I think baseball, the sport probably gets better in October when there's actually something to play for. And it comes down to the last two teams 
in the country. But it is, it's a long one. It's a long one. And we actually went on Harry Potter Day. Yeah, who knew? Whatever that means. All that they did was the home team, so the Yankees, were Gryffindor. <laughs> and the away team, the Houston Astros, were Slytherin, of course. And that, that was all they did. All the branding was, yeah. It was, yeah, Hogwarts themed, all the, the noises, yeah. the snitch. It was mad. Just no need for it, really. But it was fucking hot there, wasn't it? It was hot. But, you know, back to the positives. So, you know, they do it very well in terms of the entertainment, the build-up. Yeah. The, the stadium was, was amazing. It was packed. Everyone having fun. The and, merch. Yeah, loads of merch. Everyone wearing merch. Great atmosphere. Yeah. That was great. Then you look, you look a little bit closer. Yeah. You look at around, we were looking at the people just around us, around our, our seat. And it shines a light on probably some of the bad things about American culture, mainly being the unsatiable greed of yeah. eating shit food. Consumption nation. It, I was, I, I couldn't, we were literally sat there like, we could barely speak. It was just unbelievable. <laughs> that woman in front of us. Yeah. What does she have for a starter? Two large bags of popcorn. Yeah. To herself. Just non-stop grazing. Just like a shovel. It was like a shovel, wasn't it? It was just in, just barely yeah. chewing it. And it's like, right, she's had two bags of popcorn. We've been here for 30 minutes. Yeah. Then she comes back with what can only describe as a paint tin. Yeah. Or like a bucket, white bucket, just full of chicken. Yeah. Fried chicken, fries, ketchup just whacked on top with a pump. Yeah, it was, she, so we were there for three and a half hours and she ate for three of them. Yeah. Just non-stop. Must but, have been like. But, but a lot of people are doing that, aren't they? Everyone was doing it. it it's absolutely bizarre. The, the main event from ter- in terms of the concessions there is this extra large soda, like a big gulp yeah. cup of soda that on the top of it essentially has a crown like a, of chicken wings and fries. <laughs> So with the people, straw going through the it. The straw goes through the top of it. Yeah, exactly. So you, you're sitting, <laughs> sipping on your drink while sniffing and probably eating your your chicken. It, it's, it was insane. But the, the thing that surprised me was firstly, the volume of those concessions. They're just fucking everywhere. Yeah. It was like hot dog, burgers, sliders, tacos, hot dog, burgers, like pizza, just all the way around the stadium and... Every single one of them was heaving. We had a, we queued for over thirty minutes yeah. for a hot dog. Insane, and it was what well, we paid twenty bucks yeah. each for a hot dog, yeah. and the beers were twenty bucks. Yeah, it's just I mean it, it'll get us onto our next point, but yeah, the it was that was a spectacle in itself. So you can just go. It's one of the most interesting places I think to go and just people watch. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. That was that was what was so enjoyable about it. it was just it was like mind-altering I just I've never seen anything like no, it insane I dread to think how much firstly how many calories were consumed at that baseball game and then how much cash was made from the concessions yeah, and how much was just wasted oh god yeah imagine the state of that stadium oh we saw people when we come back with sundaes and stuff ice yeah. cream sundaes yeah. like 80% of the people around us were having ice cream sundaes yeah and they were like kids that were like five years old Madness. chicken chips a big soda, then a Sunday. Yeah. It's like that kid has had about 8,000 calories <laughs> and it's not even lunchtime. Yeah, exactly. And you wonder why, you know, there's an obesity crisis and diabetes. It's just like... Yeah. The unreal. thing is, if they just did that on game day, they'd be fine. Yeah. But they probably eat like that every day of the week. 
It's mad. They, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was very different. It didn't feel like, obviously, we spent the whole week, both times, in Manhattan and went out to Brooklyn once. But that area is its own little bubble. But you kind of see, you know, you're in the city. When you go out to the Bronx, where Yankees is, it feels like much more normal America, like middle America, and much more like Florida, ultimately, <laughs> and everywhere else. Because it, it didn't feel that crazy consumption-wise in Manhattan, did it? But when you get out there, holy smokes. But, you know, moving on to the next point, the family in front of us was, you know, husband and wife. And then I think they had four kids with them. There might have been another family. But you're talking 50 bucks a ticket. Yep. Then, yeah, they were drinking beers and chicken and stuff. You know, you're talking probably another 50 bucks a head minimum. Yep. Times five. So, and we were like, how are all these people affording this? Yep. And then on to the next point is something that also just blew our mind. And we've always <laughs> known about it, but it, it kind of, I don't know, we, we spoke about it quite a lot when we were there. It's just how much more Americans earn than us little peasant Brits. It's remarkable. And what is the one thing that highlights that is you might have seen it in the news is the UPS drivers and their new salary, which, it? It, which is 175,000 bucks <laughs> a year. Is that 130 grand? Yeah. About that? About that. 130 bags a year for being a delivery driver. <laughs> yep. There's our new challenge. So there is, without getting dive, <laughs> we're going to be drivers. <laughs> without diving into it too much, there's like unions. Obviously, there's unions in the UK as well, but unions in the US seem to hold an obscene amount of power. And for, according to the article that I read, they've essentially held UPS hostage, threatening them. And even the threat of strikes from these drivers at UPS cost UPS 200 million bucks in diverted packages that went with other companies. Mental. Because the fear of packages not getting there on time was enough to completely alter, you know, the, the next month of their schedule. So they just kind of have to pay these people. Um, what is interesting though, obviously 175,000 bucks is loads, but it's gone up from 145,000. Still a lot. Still loads. Still earning a ton of money. Yeah, exactly. Still loads and loads of money. So. I don't know what that equivalent gets paid in the UK, but as a guess... 40? 40k, 50k? Tops? Yeah, probably. It's, and, you know, the thing, the other thing is New York is very expensive, but this is across the yeah, country, these drivers. The that's what people got saying to me. They're like, yeah, no, but it's relative. Like, New York is really expensive. It's like, New York is really expensive for us. Yeah, exactly. It's expensive for us when we go there because the pound is a little pathetic piece of shit. <laughs> so everything's double the price as it was 10 years ago. You know, yes, it is expensive in relative terms in America, but it's not It's not the same ratio as to what they earn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, 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 it's not that. It's not. No, it's probably the same what we earn over here compared to that. Not true. That is not <laughs> the case at no, all. Exactly. They literally earn double. <laughs> But they have to pay for healthcare, I guess, and yeah, stuff like that. True. So there is additional costs. Uh, that is the that's the thing with the UPS stuff is that include that 175k. It, it's like 150 plus 25 benefits. Right. I mean, it's still absolutely insane. But yeah, so they get their healthcare, dentistry, kids all included in it and stuff. That's great treatment. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you do need obviously you do need healthcare and stuff, but Brilliant. that is. Um, I mean, the average. Rent in Manhattan is now five and a half thousand dollars a month. 
Yeah. And that includes Harlem and, you know, all that. Obviously, there's some insane places as well. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just... What would you get if you paid five and a half K or let's say 4,000 quid for a month for rent? But I think, well, it's different because Manhattan is basically like zones one and two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But even even like Brooklyn, the I guess that's the same, but like easily 5,000 bucks a month is probably the average yeah. in the the places where you'd want to live. So what's that? Three and a half grand? Yeah, yes. probably. A bit it's more. It's a lot. Um, a lot of dollar and, and everyone eats out every day that yeah that's the other thing is <laughs> they, they do spend it to be fair to them yeah of the thousands of restaurants that we walk past most of them were full it's crazy yeah every night all of them are like queues out the door we tried to just walk into a place on this Monday I think it was <laughs> hour and a half wait they were like <laughs> you want a table now so it was Monday yeah place was packed yeah it's just ridiculous it is um it is like far more pumping than London, isn't it? Really? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Um, definitely. Apart from the nightlife, I think the nightlife is shit. Yeah. We went to a couple of bars and they're all just a bit dead and weird. And yeah, they are. It's a not bit. very nice. No. No, they don't. They don't do that side of things very well. I don't know if they eat later or. Yeah, maybe they're just all so full they don't want to go out afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> we did go to a mental Korean barbecue spot though, didn't we? That was great. That was. Fantastic. We, everywhere we went for dinner, they were like, you've ordered too much food. Yeah. Which is, I found bizarre in America. Especially after we've just spent the last 20 minutes hammering yeah, yeah. <laughs> the they're consumption. Like, they're like, I think that's going to be too much. And it's like, just bring it. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, we, it was absolutely fine. Yeah, we got rid of it, didn't we? The Korean was different. They, It was amazing. Yeah, it did. It, it blew my back doors off. <laughs> Jesus For, um Fucking you know when you're just putting stuff that you're not used to eating. Well, you got a dicky tummy again. Just pretty much, <laughs> just pounds of kimchi. What else did we have? Just pig like, intestine was in, on the menu. Yeah, that went down. Prime rib, but it was like I don't know what they call it. Essentially, it was a big hot stone in between us. Yeah, with a hood over the top, and they cooked the meats in front of us, and it was very very good it, yeah it was similar to like a teppanyaki grill but a korean one yeah <laughs> korean version it was very good um i want to just touch back on the money thing again <laughs> i want to get back to that okay whilst we were there it was all over the news that their lottery was rolling over again oh yes for i don't know how many weeks it was but the the grand total of their lottery at the moment is 1.5 billion dollars yep Billion dollars. That yeah. is that could go to some. It got one when we were in New York. But I thought it. I thought it rolled over again. No, so, someone. Some won guy it. in Florida. Yeah, some guy in Florida. <sighs> Insane. It's one dude in Florida. Yeah, and I I looked into it. Uh, it's that's the third biggest win ever in U.S. lottery history. Right. Last year, a guy who lives outside L.A. Um, won two billion. <laughs> 2.02 billion. <laughs> You're a billionaire. Now, how mental is that? Is he still alive? <laughs> I think he is. This is the other thing they do, is they do, you've got two options. So with the 1.5, you can either take it all now, <laughs> and you basically end up with half of it, because mm -hmm. they tax yeah. the, the shit out of it, or they'll give it to you steadily over 30 years. I would do that one. <laughs> yeah, I think that probably makes more sense. I would do that one. And then you actually get the full amount. I would do that one. 
every time. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you would potentially turn down 800 million just to have it all now is yeah. amazing. Yeah, uh, but I think the smart person does the, like, because, you know, you look at you look at the list of billionaires in the world, and there aren't many, by the way. <laughs> there a, are not a, many. It's a small list. But it's like going from having your first beer to taking heroin in the space of two hours. Yeah, it really is. So when you become a billionaire, you know, most of the time, not all, you know, you, you're working for 10, 20 years, you become a millionaire. You sell your company, you invest it, your network grows, you become a multimillionaire, then you start another company, you invest, then you become a billionaire. Yeah. So you've had this trajectory that is gradual and at each step you get used to it. And then by the time you're a billionaire, you kind of are used to that lifestyle. Yeah. You've grown into it. If you are just put on the final level, if you've got a cheat code on Mario <laughs> and you're put on the final level, you don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. What do you do? I know. Like yeah. You go and buy all the cars, you buy a plane, you buy stupid shit, you lose all your friends because they're trying to fucking take your money. Like, You'd melt, wouldn't you? It blows you up, doesn't it? So I, I just did a qu- bit of quick maths. Oh, a quick math. If you did 1.5 billion over 30 years, yeah. you're still getting 50 million a year. <laughs> Every year for 30 wow. years. Wow. Which is one of the biggest lottery wins in the UK. That's not the Euro Millions. Wow. <laughs> it's like still still probably ruin your life. Yeah, that's still way too much. <laughs> so it's like five, so basically. Spread it over 50 years. 4.8 million a month. They should give the option to spread it that's over like too much. a couple of generations, yeah, shouldn't they? Yeah, that's too much. Yeah. A thousand years. Yeah. <laughs> that's too much. That's insane, isn't it? I wonder, it's so funny, I probably wouldn't because the greed would kick in. But it'd be better to be like, right, I'm going to give five of my mates one million a month. Yeah. And we'll all do it together. Yeah. So we can all leave work. We can all leave our wives. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to live in Vegas forever. Mental. <laughs> um. <laughs> this is funny because you're actually yeah, getting no, married yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've actually got a ring on my yeah, finger. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I would think you'd edit that out, but you don't edit. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, but no, I probably wouldn't give it to anyone. Um, it would probably just cause more issues, wouldn't it? But five, yeah, because well, I've only got five mates, so that's fine. But um, just insane. it's still too much. Yeah, that's still too much money. You'd just be. Whereas that guy in the UK recently won. What was it? Ten a month, ten grand a month for, for thirty, 30 years. years. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, that's great. That is awesome. Because, you know, you are very comfortable. Yeah. But it gives you a platform to then turn that into something much bigger. Yeah, you could still be interested in stuff. Yeah. You're passionate about things. Yeah, exactly. Like, rather than everything just now becoming, you know, the number is irrelevant. Yeah. I've got Gucci everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's weird. Yeah. And I, and I look like Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's the perfect example. Yeah, you would turn into a plastic man as well, yeah. wouldn't you? You'd get all the surgery. But he went from, yeah, having... You know, half decent money to having that Mayweather fight and give a scumbag a hundred million, and that's what you get. There we go. It's just, and he just keeps proving the point. You know, yeah. even the last time we spoke, the last two weeks, his Instagram. It's like, <laughs> there you go, there he is again. Unreal. Like Did you meme. see, he was in the Anthony Joshua fight. Oh, I just jumped in at the end, started screaming. Didn't jumped he? in at the end with the, he's like got this new. He's going at Guinness with this new stout thing, yeah, forged stout, and he just runs up to AJ and he just throws it down his mouth. No. And he's like, get that into you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this guy has got no filter. Oh, my uh, it's God. Absolutely, I don't know what the end... I mean, obviously, he's probably going to sell it for hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars somehow. But it just sums him up completely. There was this um, viral like video going around. And he's 
like ringside seats and he stood up and he's just shadow boxing the whole time. He's not even facing the ring. It's just like, what is this bloke he's doing? such a twat, isn't he? It's just remarkable. The world's biggest helmet. Good stuff, though. I've got a lot of time for that. More importantly, though, we um, so we got back on Saturday. And what happened on Sunday? Um, UK ceremony wedding. Yes. Exactly. Played that down then. It was my UK. <laughs> it was my UK wedding. So, wow. <laughs> no, obviously the main event is in just under two weeks' time. Yeah. In Spain. Um, but just like with my good self, you got to do the legal and official UK marriage in the UK first. And it was very good, to be fair. Yeah. We... Um, we went down the route of doing just just the just me and Elle in a little side room with a, an old lady. That's what we tried to do. Five minutes later, we're in the restaurant. Yeah. You yeah tr- tried to do that, but busy. Yeah. Well, with like all the traveling, with traveling, <laughs> all the traveling, all the traveling, all the traveling we've been doing, and the weird little laws that it has to be a certain amount of days after. Uh, yes. The notice period. All this. All this crap. Yeah. Um. That this was like the only day we could do it. So we tried to do the little two-man room. We tried Bristol. We tried London. We tried Oxford. No availability. And this was the only room that they had. So we ended up having to pay like, I think, 550 quid for this room. And it could seat 50 people. Yeah. So it was like, fuck it. Well, um, we should at least put some people in it. it. So, yeah, it went from being just the two of us to 35 or whatever it was. Um but it was a good day, and a nice part about it was, you know, there's no kids invited to our wedding, so yeah, we could have our godchildren there, and they could experience it, and and boy did they experience they it! They had a blast, didn't they? <laughs> oh my god, they really had a blast. If there were cars going across the room. If there's ever a case study as to why we're not inviting children to our <laughs> wedding, that was it. Yeah, doing it, the vows or whatever they call them, you know, the I do's. Yeah, I take Manuela, and then from the back of the room, it's like, Rawr! just just dinosaur noises. Yeah, there's there's remote control cars or stuff going between my legs during it. Yeah, it absolutely was, hilarious. It was fantastic. But you know, that was the re- didn't give a shit on that one because that's just the legal stuff. But if that was happening on the real day, I'd be absolutely raging. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like even if you do want kids to your wedding, it's like. We are, they're welcome, but not for the ceremony. Yes. Don't, unless they're mute, <laughs> then they should go... Hand out tape when they yeah. arrive. <laughs> <laughs> and what do we do with this? It's like, just put that yeah, in your mouth. Thank that, you. Make sure the nose is free. It's like, he's yeah. got a cold. It's like, unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, unfortunate. You have to take him home <laughs> then. You keep an eye on him. <laughs> but yeah, it was it makes complete sense. So then we went to the pub, and and it was a it was a good little intermediary, a little, little runway into... I keep wanting to say next week, but I guess it is next week, actually, that, that yeah. we're all arriving yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was nice to see everyone again and, and get warmed up mm. for the main event. So it was ideal. And you're actually off tomorrow. I drive down to Spain tomorrow. Or we drive down to Spain tomorrow because we've got a wedding of uh, one of our friends. Well, friend of the show, Niall Lung. I'll give him a shout out. Yeah, good friend. Always, boy. always takes part in all the challenges. Was the guy brought the... Um, bit of kit out to us in uh, Grand Canaria, the world's worst ocean rower. We found <laughs> out, <laughs> but he can run a marathon very quick. So he good can. On him. He's a great marathon runner, and he works for the NBA. Yeah, all round top boy. There you go. Uh, so it's his wedding on Friday. Uh, 
very conveniently only a few hours away from ours. Yeah, that's great near Barcelona. I didn't get that invite. Cheers, Noel. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll bring that up with him. Yeah, if you are listening, maybe Noel. I'll Maybe I'll do it. I'll, I'll take the microphone with me and <laughs> interview him. Yeah, the next pod can be you and Niall. Yeah. You'd <laughs> <laughs> fucking love that. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, roll into the week after and then our wedding, which... I just can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it, but I'm also really looking forward to it being done. And I say that, I say that I'm getting a little bit of shade from Manny at the moment because she has done everything. Mm. But in my defense, I don't speak Spanish. It's in Spain. The wedding planner is Spanish. The venue is Spanish. What the fuck does you want them to do? And, and they're on Duolingo trying to figure out, like, <laughs> hello, we exactly. would like. And Manny is literally a professional when yeah. it comes to yeah. events. And that's ultimately what a wedding is. Exactly. She's good at liaising yeah. with people. She's on top of it all. So I think... She's, she's smashed it. I actually that. think you'd be in the way. 100%. If well, you were my, trying my to get one, involved. My one job was, okay, can you design all of the wedding stationery? So, you know, the table plans, the welcome thing, the order of service, all that kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, no worries. So I all, you know, I did one kind of a couple of mock-ups. She was like, yeah, that one's great. Okay, that one. So then proceeded to roll out that design across all collateral okay <laughs> so you know 12 tables all the names on them alphabetical blah 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 yeah um she's like yeah that's great obviously we went to new york came home she's redone all of it she's like i just no. didn't like it it's like the fuck <laughs> what a waste like, of talk time talk about a control freak no yeah she just ah, well, she's like, oh I just, it, it, it didn't grow on me it's like Cool. <laughs> like, okay, cool, great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, at least she's uh she's done a lot. That's that's fucking fantastic news. Yeah. So So that'll be good. Yeah, she said to me, um she's like, it must be nice for you just turning up. <laughs> How dare she? What a dagger, eh? No, we'll we'll go on the day, we'll go t- go and take the glory, yeah. put a few plants out, yeah, shift some things around and that's all good. It's gonna be mega. So yeah, the base because of that. This is going to be the well. We're going to have a couple of weeks off, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks for the for the next pod. Yeah. Um, hopefully, with some. Hopefully, no eventful stories. No, just a lovely yeah. romantic yeah. love story. No massive <laughs> fucking touch and all kinds of wood over it. Not like no, <laughs> not here. No. Um, Jesus. <laughs> um. Yeah. No teeth missing. No. No hospital visits. No, no. passing out. Just a simple, how was it? Pretty good, thank you. It's just going to be some good, clean fun. Yeah, if you that ask me, is what I'm just, please, no drama. I can't yeah. be arsed with any more of it. Oh, I don't think there will be. I think it's just good vibes. Um, <laughs> I hope. I know. Oh, God. What Did if your fi- speech goes down like a lead balloon? Who, yours? No, yours. <laughs> <laughs> no, my speech is going to be hilarious. There is, there is some big expectations for our speeches yeah a lot of people have been saying oh you know how's it going are you going to mention this i'm just like definitely not you text well you texted didn't you you're like um hey mate just a quick one with my speech like what so what is there anything i can't mention anything off limits it's like what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) it's like well i would hope that common sense will prevail you're like just using common sense is like that's the issue (laughs) i lack that so everything's in play no it's uh it's all, it's all good. It's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. It's just, I think it coming in at about forty-seven minutes. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, mine's an hour and a half. It's so. basically like this podcast, <laughs> just non-stop chatter. That will round it up to a good ninety minutes. 
yeah, no, so that'll be fun. And then obviously after that, I can throw the microphone in the water <laughs> and just have 15 beers. Done. It's going to be very good though. Nice. Um, all right, cool. Let's move on to the adventure mindset segment. There's a couple of absolute rippers today. <laughs> Not strippers. A um, <laughs> couple of good stories. Firstly, let's lead with these surfers, shall we? Yeah. So, you know, we're obviously in the know when it comes to this sort of thing. <laughs> so, you know, you can take, you can charter a boat, go and find a couple of offshore waves, go and rip up, get in the green room, tuck into some barrels off the coast of Indonesia. We've got a couple of friends that do it. Sounds great until a big storm rolls in. And that's what happened to these uh, Australian lads on a boat trip off the uh, coast of Indonesia, got nailed by a storm, so much so that the boat got shipwrecked, sunk, and they were left on their surfboards in the middle of the sea. I think there were five of them. Yeah, five of them. Um, Firstly, how scary is that? Mental. Because this... You know, an offshore break is, it's miles away. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's not like a mile. No, they're they're surfing a reef in the middle of the ocean. Exactly, you can't see the land. Yeah. You know, it's fucking, God, that would be so scary. Yeah. I I feel like when you're just on a surfboard, you'd just be looking down the whole time. 100%. And, you know, it's got no sides to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not like a, and it's not like a big, long stand-up paddleboard. They were on short boards, so they're like six-foot tops. Yeah, exactly. And insane they were there for over two nights they spent at sea well i remember when when we were in new york the story broke that there were these five aussie surfers missing off the coast of indonesia and I, and obviously everyone's just like oh fuck they're fucked they're dead you yeah. Know, yeah obviously that that's gone the boat's gone um two days later they're only bloody found aren't they the video when they get found is so australian isn't it <laughs> it's like there they are and they're like yeah <laughs> Like, oh, fucking what a ripper, mate. This is like, oh my God. That is, fucking what a story. And then they're still in Bali, for, or they're still in Bali for another eight days. That's the best thing. Imagine the piss. Exactly. Oh my God. You just, you basically just celebrate that you've not died. Yeah. You eight just, days on the bounce. You've just survived death with your mates. <laughs> yeah, with your mates. You've just spent two days completely alone on a surfboard oh in the middle God. of the fucking ocean. Imagine the beers after they're going to be like local heroes. Yeah, I know. Imagine the conversations between like the the five of them or whatever. Mate, they're Australian. I bet you it was super weird conversations. Yeah, probably. That's, that's just. I think that's so good. And what? So one of the blokes, a guy called Elliot, uh, <laughs> swum off. Mental decision yeah. has left his mates to swim off to try and find help. He must have had some sort of idea where terrible planning, awful <laughs> planning. Um, and then this boat arrives and finds the other four there, and they're all, as you said, hollering at each other. And they're all going, um, Oh, it's, have you got Elliot? Like they think that Elliot has found the boat and brought them to him. And they're like, What? Who? Who no, the fuck is Elliot? <laughs> so then there's like a couple of hour period where. These four lads are on the boat, but their mate who swam off to get He's help. He's about 400 metres that yeah, way. He's got exactly. absolutely oh, look, there he is. There he is. There he is. This is, this is a terrible Where idea. are you going? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then they picked him up, and then they're, then they're on the tear-up. So that's just fucking hell of a story. Yeah. There's a keynote in there. And a book deal. <laughs> yeah. And, and a Netflix doc. <laughs> they really milk it, it, lads. Yeah, they've crushed it. Really milk it. Um, and then the second one. 
is that you? Well, you said about you said about both of them. You're in the news this week. You, you had your head yeah, in the I news. S- well, I saw this pop up on the news. I think it was last night. This is mental. Um, this young lad, I think he's 18 year old American guy. He was with his family visiting the Grand Canyon on vacation, and we saw this a lot in Yosemite. Actually, there are uh, an enormous amount of accidents of people falling off cliffs, taking <laughs> selfies and photos, which is just absolutely mental. It's classic, isn't it? Um, and this 18-year-old, funnily enough, wasn't taking a selfie, but was trying to avoid <laughs> being in the backdrop of someone else's photo. Very British thing to do. Yeah, like, oh, oh, let me scoot. But he scooched too far, <laughs> fell off a cliff, bounced down it for 100 feet, got to, the, like, landed at the bottom. Everyone was like, well, he's dead. <laughs> oh, no, why? Like, but take dead. the photo, take the photo. <laughs> So he's dead. Um, Wyatt's gone. But yeah, Wyatt, that was his <laughs> yeah. name. Be more American. Wyatt, no! Wyatt! <laughs> no, Wyatt! <laughs> um, but he survived. Like, had a couple of scratches. Re- he, had a, he had burst lung uh, <laughs> and, and his spleen exploded. But he looked great. Yeah. He looked couple great. A couple of scratches. <laughs> yeah, but he's he looked, still fighting for his yeah. life. <laughs> he was in great spirits. He was on BBC News live. That's just, that is just so American, yeah. isn't it? They just. They'll find an amazing place. Obviously, America is huge. USA is huge. So it's got epic places. Usually in other countries, and they wouldn't want to disturb the beauty. No, no, no. <laughs> These fuckers have put a highway right up, right up to the edge Amusement of it. Park, McDonald's, yeah. Starbucks. <laughs> so you can park literally five meters away from the edge of the Grand Canyon. Naturally, everyone's going to the, as close to the edge as possible for the best picture. Like you said, remember when we went uh, in Yosemite, there's a place called Taft Point, which is like the other side of the meadow of the valley um, to El Capitan. And the view is absolutely insane. Um, that's actually a little bit of a longer walk from the car park, but still only like a mile. Uh, and there were a couple there having like their engagement oh photos. God, yeah. So she's got these high heels on and she's like scrambling to the edge of this rock formation until one other bloke basically just screams at her. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. They got like a professional photographer. Yeah, there. a photographer taken up there, their friends and stuff there. They all looked so out of place. And it was literally a sheer 2,000 foot drop, like three feet away from It's her. crazy though, because, you know, these national parks, they get millions of visitors every year. And there's, you know, signage everywhere for you can or can't do this and don't do this. But there is, there is no fencing. No, true. In the UK, there'd be a fucking 100 foot electric fence. Yeah, true. <laughs> like 10 meters away from the edge. They're yeah. like, like, the health and safety here is over the top, but. Very true. But yeah, so many people just get close. And, because, yeah, it, we got to the edge of that thing. Yeah. Well, near the edge. It's very like, scary. No way am I going to the edge. But yeah, 2,000 foot vertical drop. It's weird, isn't it? Because obviously in the US, everything is like suable. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's, it's like anything in a national park is kind of anything goes. Like that's up to you. I guess they do it quite well actually. They do try and preserve some of it, but yeah. they do then just dump a Starbucks in the middle of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a bit of a, an odd one. But I, I saw, for some reason, the a tweet had gone pretty viral the other day and we experienced it when we were in um, Yosemite. It took this couple like three and a half hours to get out of the park because it's basically like there's one road that like loops around the valley in um, Yosemite, and when it's heaving, yeah. people just park anywhere, don't they? And you people just getting stuck in there, and it was like 110 degrees, and they're just stuck in the middle of this valley. It's a a mental, mental place. Obviously, we spoke loads about it, but you'd be watching the best climbers in the world climb this rock face, and then next to you there'd be 
you know, 150 tourists chasing this bear <laughs> for, for the the next best photo. We literally saw that happen. By the way. <laughs> like that isn't that isn't some kind of made up like fantasy. That actually happened. <laughs> they were and then all after them with the Rangers, wasn't there? Like, yeah. no, don't follow they were that all bear. Chinese just chasing a bear. The bear had like a pit packet of crisps in his mouth. <laughs> Hundred Chinese who just have no fear following this bear with their cameras out and then about 10 rangers chasing them you're like leave the fucking bear alone they're like whoa look at this bear baby yeah the chinese hunting the bear and the rangers hunting the chinese (laughs) it was a very strange place but yeah that just that just sums up america really um all right nice well well, this is all feels like quite a monumental. I was going to say this is this is your last podcast as a single man, but technically, Le- legally not. Yeah, legally already married, but yeah. this is the last podcast before uh, the mega mega wedding. <sighs> it was nothing like the stag do. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> um, wedding of the year? What do you reckon? Fuck me. Um, going to be, isn't it? Depends how good the other weddings are, I guess. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, Niles was fucking <laughs> epic. Like, Jesus <laughs> oh, God. What a wedding! <laughs> Niall fucking delivered. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, yeah, yeah, that is going to be competitive, mega. Well, well, you know, you can you can look forward to the next podcast in which we we share all. Yeah, hopefully the a very non-eventful. I do, I do, I do indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do, I do. All right, guys, thank you week, for listening. Two week hiatus. We'll see you on the other side. Enjoy yourselves. Take the risks and live a life fulfilled. Wow. Okay, now you're that welcome. was magic. Yeah. Oh. All right, guys. Have a great one. And if yeah. you go into Blackpool, enjoy that yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> ciao, ciao. All the best.